0: Welcome to our steampunk party. I see your aeronauts, and I see you've brought in the traditional snack of 1825 Jules Verne-inspired <laughs> travel, the pigskin. Mmm, that's right. Set it over there on the giant model of the Nautilus.
1: Welcome to Movies on the Side. I am Stephen Robles. And I am Nate Baranowski. And Nate, I, I have to give a shout-out to a, a new listener, Nate. Well, actually, we have two shout-outs to give. Ooh, okay. I don't know if you I never sent you this review, but we got a, a new five-star review in Apple Podcasts, and uh, we really appreciate it. Did you happen to see that? No, I didn't. The name, again, the usernames are very complicated here. It's it's Megs C 10 I have no idea who this is. I don't know if there's a Megan who listens to our podcast. Or a Megalodon, maybe. Probably Meg's. out there somewhere. Maybe, sure. maybe it's Jason Statham. It's
0: Jason Statham, yes. And what does Jason Statham say? Well,
1: he or she has says, the podcast has me literally laughing out loud in my car. It's lighthearted and fun. You feel like you're a part of the conversation. Highly recommended. Jason Statham or Megan or Megalodon or Meg C10, thank you for your five-star review. We really appreciate it.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: And we, we have a new listener <laughs> Somewhat of a shout out. Uh, she's only listened to two episodes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jessica. She does not agree with our Rachel McAdams top fives. She she feels like we totally blew it.
0: Okay. I'm not
1: exactly <laughs> sure what to say here. Just, uh... No, Jessica, is she's starting to listen. She has not seen many of the movies we've done, so she, she's working up to it. She's actually never seen either Aladdin. Could you believe that? She's not seen the original or the new Aladdin.
0: Is she eight years old? Uh, I don't... <laughs> Is nope. she 58 years old? No. Nope. Is she 78 she's, years old? She's no, she was in
1: between the uh, 8 and the 58. She's in between, okay. closer closer to the 8 than the 58, but in in the middle. She did listen to our greatest showman episode and enjoyed our singing of the top 5 musical
0: numbers. Maybe we just tell her don't rate it cuz she'll drag down our stars.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know that's you? true. Listen we love for all of our listeners to rate our show as long as they're five-star reviews.
0: (laughs) We'd love your opinions Uh, if you love the show.
1: That's right. If you'd like to give a four, three, two, or one-star review, please email it to podcast at moviesontheside.com, and we will read it thoroughly and respond. But uh, only five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts. That's uh, that's rule number one. We appreciate Mm. it. This week, we did an Amazon Prime original movie called The Aeronauts. Starring Felicity Jones, Eddie Redmayne, and Himesh Patel, which we saw in the movie yesterday. Yes. I was very happy to see him. This movie got pretty good numbers. 72% Rotten Tomatoes, 95% audience satisfaction for the Aeronauts.
0: This is one of those movies that I finish and I can't quite get it out of my mind. Mm. There are just Mm -hmm. certain movies that, not necessarily good or bad... But it's just kind of stick. It's a sticky kind of movie for me. Yes. It made me like look more into the history of flight and balloons. Yes. Made me look up, were any of these characters real? It is very interesting.
1: I did look up the trivia, and it is based on true events. The movie tells you that right from the start. Another interesting fact, the flight of the balloon takes place in real time. I don't know if you saw that.
0: Yes, I did.
1: That was very cool. But the story is somewhat true, but it was not a woman piloting the balloon. It was another dude.
0: Right. And she was kind of an amalgamation of a couple other women pilots of the time. Right. Right. And she was based on like a French pilot. Right. Ballooner and all that kind of stuff.
1: Anyway, I didn't know much about this movie going into it, but uh, just quick take at the beginning. I really enjoyed this movie. Like you said, it was sticky. I don't know. Maybe we we'll talk about Felicity Jones for a second. I only know her from Rogue One, right? And now this. I feel like that's all I've ever seen her in. But I really like her as an actress, and I really like her in this movie. Yeah, from Rogue One and this movie, I feel like she can survive anything. <laughs> uh, obviously, at the end of Rogue, One, at the end of Rogue One, spoiler. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. But the scenes of her in this movie, I'm like, wow. She's like, I feel like her amount of grit in whatever character she plays is off the charts and she could just right. like do stuff. Right. So really impressive. I love the music in this movie. Mm. I don't think the opening music and some of the orchestral score is really good. I felt overall for an Amazon prime original that this was really good.
0: Right. Um, we're not going to hold any of our cards. I don't think so. Too close to the chest here. I thought it was a delightful movie. Yeah. All in all. I mean, this is a movie that you watch at home on your Amazon Prime. Right. That I remember thinking, "Oh, I want to eventually see this." And when I finally did, the feeling I had afterwards was, I think I'd see that again. There are maddening parts of this movie that we'll we'll get to here in a second. <laughs> just absolute parts that just drive me crazy but overall it's the type of adventure that makes for a good movie yes
1: i almost felt like it could have played well in theaters too especially some of the intense sequences up in the air yes whitney and i watched it together and there were moments where we were like stressed like it was very intense yes i think in a theater it would have played really well
0: okay let's let's talk about each of their characters so felicity jones Plays Amelia Wren. Yes, uh, Amelia, named after Amelia Earhart, is kind of the the nod to another. Right. Her character on the outside, uh, this performer. Right. She has the makeup on. She has the dog that she throws out of the balloon. Oh my word! At some point in yes. time, and he parachutes down. She's real theatrical in her. Right. I love the image of her getting up in the air as soon as they leave the crowds behind. She takes off the makeup, like gets down to business like now i'm piloting this balloon Mm -hmm. and like you said as far as grit the resiliency of amelia ren in this movie is inspiring she has i would say some dark memories especially with pierre right her husband where that scene that's something right there Uh, that is something i kept feeling like she was
1: with her father whenever they would show them together he's kind of older i know this is early but maybe we could talk a little bit about romance corner Right here, too. I feel like making Pierre her deceased husband, and again, there's a very intense scene that shows him basically jumping out of the balloon to save her. It was a flashback because they needed to drop weight. Right. And so he sacrifices himself. I feel like making him her husband takes a little bit away of the relationship between the scientist james glacier and her and they didn't feel the need to have really a romantic connection per se right but it felt like they hinted at it and i was okay without it but i don't know i would almost prefer that the pierre character was like her father and then you would have the parallel of james glacier and his
0: father throughout the movie too oh man that's a good relationship too i like that pierre was her husband because The fact that she's remembering this and like that he was Pierre was kind of like the love of her life, sort of thing, it helped cool the romance between them down to more of a friendship. Yeah. Maybe an eventual kind of romance, but I like that that wasn't a part of this voyage.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: And I think that's what Pierre helped serve to do is we're reminded that like she's still very much affected by the death of her husband right. and is not in any mindset to try to find a new.
1: And I did like the chemistry they had just as co-workers, basically. You know, it was kind of this right. contemptuous relationship and we see in the flashback that she really didn't want to go on this voyage. He's trying to convince her because he's a scientist and wants... Right, I did. I liked that tension and it felt like a good uh, relationship throughout the flight, especially when they went up real high. And James Glacier is wanting to go even higher, and Amelia doesn't. You know they have that conflict, so I think it played it played well.
0: Now we go to Eddie Redmayne. Yes. Now Eddie Redmayne plays the type of character we talked about, Clive Owen last week, right? In Gemini Man, yes. And how like his bread and butter is exactly the role he played. Yeah. <laughs> this is firmly in the bullseye of Eddie Redmayne's just, This is perfect. Yes. Because he plays the same role. In the Fantastic Beasts, the Harry Potter spinoff, mm. he has you know the Stephen Hawking theory of everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, wait. Felicity Jones and him played together yes. there as well. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. But he has this almost, it's a scientific bent right. that is super endearing and heartwarming. And he has this type of wonder when he looks at the world in these roles that makes you just go like... I want to be friends with this guy. Right. Which I think, I don't know, even the way he talks, where he doesn't even move his mouth very much and kind of mumbles <laughs> out some things, but it sounds yeah. super smart. Yes. It's perfect.
2: But whilst we may be able to explain the science behind an Oriole,
1: it's not possible to account for its beauty. And I believe every word he says. Yes. <laughs> when he's trying to convince the room of guys and suits you know that he's going to change the world predicting weather i totally believe him you know he's committed and i believe that's what he wants to do and he believes he can do it i love his character and i think he's a great actor
0: yeah absolutely
1: we are limited by our ignorance as to what is truly above us now with the progress that we have made in balloon ascent here at the society pioneered by
0: charles green we could advance meteorology by decades
1: I also loved, he's only in a a couple scenes, but Himesh Patel's character, John True, I loved him in this movie
0: too. I'm not exactly sure what he was doing in this movie though. Well, like I like him. I loved him in Yesterday. Did he maybe used to have a bigger part that was trimmed down a bit? Or was he just meant to be a very small character?
1: Maybe, but the movie does like paint him as the one who convinced Amelia to go on the journey.
0: Oh, you're right. That was a big element.
1: Yeah, he gave her the, the book of, of the snowflake drawings that James Glacier had made to Amelia, and like, he talks about it. And I love how he says he predicted it would snow tonight, and it wasn't snowing at that point. Right. And to kind of like, he implies that, yeah, sometimes he doesn't get it right. But then when Felicity Jones' character goes to the cemetery to see her husband's grave, it starts snowing. I thought that was a great moment.
2: Yes, yeah. He is sadly occasionally wrong. He predicted it would snow tonight, would you believe? But more often than not, he finds remarkable truths.
1: I also loved Himesh Patel's moment with that kid with the eyeglass. (laughs) He comes up and he asks to use Himesh Patel's like, like telescopic eye thing. And yes, I don't know. I I thought those few moments that he, he added a little bit to the movie that I enjoyed.
0: You're right. He did add a little bit of character in some ways. He's like, the everyman. Right. We like to put ourselves into the role of what we think, you know, someone who's not super uh, out there, not super courageous, not super part of the action, but he seemed like he had a good head on his shoulders. yeah He was part of trying to make it all come together, and he was just reasonable throughout, yeah. which I related to. I looked at it and go, okay. Yeah, yeah. I kind of see myself as that character.
1: I also love the relationship between James Glacier and his father. Ooh. Where we see multiple flashbacks of the father, you know, not wanting him. To pursue meteorology and then seemingly to get some kind of Alzheimer's or dementia, right, and only recognizing him someplace, and then in the final scene, recognizing in the paper that his son had accomplished this thing i I really loved it, and they had that one scene as a father and son with the telescope, and it was heartwarming i I think I almost teared up a little bit right, and he hands him
0: the binoculars, right yes. Yes. Because he doesn't think his father really recognized him at that moment, and in a moment of clarity he gives him right. to him and knows that he's taking off on this journey. Thank you, Ethel. Get this lad out of here. Yes, dear.
2: Leave it while he's still on the up. Good night. I will um I'll see you next week. James. For your trip.
1: Thank you. Prove them wrong, James. There were a lot of nice moments, a lot of good. Interplay with the characters. There's funny lines. Amelia
0: is talking to Glacier, and she says something like,
2: "You think I'm trying to make another jealous? You're not that handsome."
0: Now let's talk about this balloon journey because this is. Yeah. (laughs) Originally, they were planning to shoot most of this movie with less CGI. Mm. I believe I, at some point in time, I read an article that one of the guys who was really working on on the special effects made some sort of comment like, "Yeah." They didn't think they would use us that much, but <laughs> they ended up heavily relying. Like we used a lot of shots because I think their original plan was, "Oh yeah, we'll shoot a lot of this in a real balloon. Mm. We'll float them up there a little bit. Oof. Um, we'll we'll help it out. You know, we'll help them out, but we'll uh, you know do a lot of practical stuff in this. Right. And then I think just due to trying to shoot a movie up in a balloon, it's like, well. This works a lot better on a soundstage, <laughs> surrounded by green screen. It still looks great. There are some beautiful shots. Now, whether that's yes. with like a beautiful matte painting or with just great combination of CGI with the practical balloon, but there are some epic shots. I was a big fan of the shots that show the balloon rising up.
2: Yes, and then
0: it, it's very far away, showing the height. Yeah, like you're looking at it on a graph where it says, you know. Twenty minutes in. Yes. Ten thousand feet or whatever.
1: And I love that graph. Whenever that graph came up, I thought that was pretty cool.
2: Yes.
0: And I also always
1: believed that they were in the sky. You know, I don't think there was ever a time where I was like, oh, that's a green screen.
0: I felt like yeah. it was pretty consistent and, and really well done. It was nicely lit, absolutely. So what part is bothering you? <laughs> okay. We get to the conflict of eventually Eddie Redmayne's character is pushes too far. Right. They've already broken the record and he wants to like keep going. Yes. And the oxygen is getting depleted and she's trying to convince him, like, no, like we have to turn back. This is what my husband was like and this is why we ended up in the place where we like, I'm bringing you back down. Mm -hmm. Kind of they have a scuffle at some point in time because he's not thinking clearly. Right. That was maddening to watch. I wanted her to just club him over the head with a two by four and just be like, (laughs) and we're coming down now. I knew I'm like this is this is the issue this is the problem, right. <laughs> and it's getting cold. And I kept thinking like, put on why don't you have more gloves? Why don't you have more hats? They did such a great job of making me feel as the viewer cold and stranded in a vast sky, depleted oxygen. the The camera gets hazy, yeah, <laughs> uh, as if the periphery of your view is kind of. Getting washed out, yeah. it, it was maddening to watch. <laughs> but like maddening in a good way, in a way that made me feel way, like yeah. I was there. That made me feel yes. like I wanted to just yell at him, like, "No, no, 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 no! Yes. I know that this is bad. Turn, turn back." Yes, it was
1: maddening to that extent where I was like, "You are an idiot! Stop! Like this doesn't have to be the last flight you ever take." Like, right, you broke the thing. Right, go down now and go up again later. And yes, that was. I agree.
0: Surely the sky lies open. Let us go that way. The sky is open. It is open. So then at that point in time, a little bit later, she climbs up on top of the balloon. And I think this is the coolest part. I mean, they include it in the trailer. Yeah. But the coolest part of the, the movie, yes, in my opinion, is her climbing up there, super cold, frostbite on her hands tries to put her foot through the, the valve that's stuck yes, and passes out up there and begins to slide down <laughs> the snowy outside of the icy outside of the balloon. Oh, y- yes. The bet. Like, that, if you don't want to watch this movie, just watch that, her climbing up on this balloon and then sliding down and kind of waking up and frantically reaching for ropes as she's falling off the balloon. <sighs> It's wonderfully shot. It
1: is wonderfully shot. It is such an intense scene, and the sound—I thought it was great sound. Like you hear the snow and her sliding, and it's like you're right there. And again, that's why I feel like in a in a theater, I felt like it would play even better. Oh yeah, be so intense. Now, it's slightly unbelievable that that rope would stay around her waist and she could be, like, knocked out
0: and just hanging there. There is, she ties herself off, climbs up. When she falls off, that rope yanking her around the waist <sighs> with no give, maybe a little bit of give because it's tied to a balloon. Right. That's. That's a little hard to believe. It's not hard that it stays connected to her, but i feel like internally that would do some damage right
1: yeah i would think so so that that was the only part where i took i got took out just a little bit i was like right
0: yeah i i'm with you that 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 one moment i'm like oh she's she's okay like she wakes up kind of tied up and upside down right uh and then she does swings and rocks back (laughs) to get back to the balloon and i'm just cheering in my mind like go yeah. you got it yes
1: yes you got it go 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 i was so glad that they just had her get in by herself you know I, at one point i wanted i wish the guy would have woken up to help her uh-huh. but the fact that she got in all by herself i was like she is a baller right like she's she is that grit that i
0: was talking about like yeah i'll just make it into the basket myself you just stay <laughs> knocked out or whatever you know what i take it back that was not my favorite part of the movie my favorite part is coming up as they're heading back down
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they head
0: head back down, and
1: something about the gas, because it got cold or whatever, like they're, they're going down too fast now. Is that what you're talking
0: about? Right. And they start unloading stuff.
1: Yes, yes. And they're throwing everything out. She is about to jump out of the basket like her husband did. Right. So they could drop weight. And I love that he has the idea of, wait a minute, let's cut the basket off.
0: Yes, yes. He cuts the basket off, and then they also, like... Cut the bottom of the balloon ties off so that it makes more of a parachute than a balloon right. stretch. But he says a line. It's all gonna
2: work. It will work. I'm not returning alone. Amelia, I'm not returning alone. It's either both of us or neither of us.
0: And that was a wonderful moment because she looked at him like he was basically saying, like, in some ways it's not okay what your husband did you right, right even though he was being heroic we're not going to sacrifice for each other like we're we're in this together right and i thought that was a wonderful sentiment at the end of it
1: it was and I actually looked in the trivia the ability to use the hot air balloon as a parachute was actually done by some aeronauts back in the 1800s so that is not like an implausible feat yeah like they, you can actually do that so I, I
2: thought that was very cool
0: even after they they did all this i did have the thought Going back to the Gravity or Ad Astra, Oh yeah. are they going to kill these people on the, is, or is one of them going to die when they hit the ground?
1: Yeah, I had that thought too.
0: I thought, oh no, don't get me through this movie and then not, not you know, yeah. he says his thing and then one of them survives and one of them doesn't. I was afraid they were going to kill her off, Yeah, is what I was yeah. afraid of. Yeah, I'm glad
1: they didn't. I think it would have been a worse movie if they did.
0: Yes, I'm glad everyone survives this trip.
1: So yeah, Nate, I really enjoyed this
0: movie. I think it was really good. Is there a part of this movie, we've been very kind to this movie, is there a part of this movie that you did not like? You know, when you talked about, you know, she was an entertainer and
1: did the face paint and was almost acting like a circus type person at the beginning, I feel like they didn't build anything to point to the fact that she actually had done that in the past. You know, all the flashbacks with her and her husband were just them very professionally flying these balloons. And so that, like, beginning with her as, like, a jokey clown character, I could have done without
0: that. Like, oh, okay. I Or maybe a scene with her and Pierre kind of doing it together.
1: Yeah, maybe. Doing their act. Yeah, and, like, when she threw that dog off the balloon, I was terrified. I was like, oh, my <laughs> goodness, are you going to like... <laughs> what is happening with this dog but i feel like i don't know maybe it also almost been a better scene if she had shown up in her aeronaut outfit that you see in the rest of the movie just that tan suit looking thing right you know she goes to the crowd and they just love her for being an aeronaut rather than you know wanting to see her be entertaining exactly
0: i have to say something about the the costuming in this movie and from this type Mm -hmm. there is part of me not a huge part of me but there's a part of me that Wishes we would all dress more like how they dressed, <laughs> yeah, in 1860. Yeah, like it really is. uh you know the, the caps, yep, the scarves, the vest. It's classy. It's so classy. Yeah, man. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting here in my flannel-lined jeans and a t-shirt, where it's like, man, there's a time <laughs> where it's, you know, you go to work and you wear a, a top hat. You know, yeah himesh Patel's wearing like this sweet looking vest with a yeah, pocket watch is. coming out of it
1: <laughs> even when they go on that roof in a flashback to watch yes. other balloons
0: being launched they're
1: like in full suits <laughs> like with vests and everything so yeah
0: i agree i'm just saying there's part of me that goes like man they just look classy oh yeah they do we don't look classy very much anymore if i saw someone wearing that now i'd be like what are you trying to prove right right you're going to who do you think you go going to a
1: masquerade you going to some kind of halloween you're party? Going to, yeah are you like are you doing over there? doing some steampunk cosplay over here <laughs> i'd be down for some steampunk well nate are you ready to rate this movie i'm so ready all right i would like to rate this movie on a scale of zero to five pigeons <laughs> because the pigeons are he like first of all i don't believe at all that those pigeons are making it back to who he intends them <laughs> to go to you know, with his little readings
0: i thought he was gonna throw out one and it was just going to like thin air just drop well it does in that one scene that one is like dead do you remember well yeah he's he was dead already though oh uh, yeah he was dead already, i yeah. i did i take back what i said earlier i said no one died in this journey that pigeon mm. definitely died, or dove, or whoever they were. <laughs> so I guess there yes. was one casualty.
1: So from zero to five pigeons, Nate, I'll give you the option. Last week, you you demanded to go first, and then you regretted it. So I will, I will leave it to you. Do you want to go first or second this
0: week? I'll go first again this time, because I okay. feel I feel great now. Okay, very good. I will give the Aeronauts four pigeons. I'll give it a solid four. Yeah. It is definitely a fun movie. It is not... It is nothing more than what it tries to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. It doesn't It doesn't shoot for the stars. Mm. You shoot for the moon. So even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. You land among yeah. Live, laugh, love. Live, die, repeat. Edge <laughs> <As> of tomorrow. <laughs> the Aeronauts accomplishes exactly what it sets out to accomplish. And I don't... Yes. And I think... Setting the bar at a reasonable level and then just crushing it at that level makes for an entertaining, enjoyable movie. It wasn't trying to tackle a bunch of things. It had kind of light morals. It wasn't trying to make a huge statement. It was just giving you a spectacle to enjoy and a couple of heroes that you root for. Yes, And you want to survive. And it does that well.
1: Nate. That is the exact number I had in my head before you said it. I think it is the correct rating. This movie is a four pigeon movie. Mm. I think, like you said, it <laughs> thank you. I think it, it nails everything it tries to do. The additional relationships like Felicity Jones, Amelia, and her deceased husband's character and their flashback scenes— and james glazier and his father i feel like they throw meaningful scenes in there that are add to the story and they're emotional but it's not so much that it takes away and they didn't try to make it a huge side story but it they just it adds to the main characters and it still lets the main characters be the focus and it doesn't take away from the journey or anything like that
0: yeah it paces the whole thing really nicely they cut up this adventure with these flashbacks yes and even um amelia's sister we didn't even mention her she plays even even smaller role but she's a nice like socialite character who wants her to blend in right and she has she's she's great as well yes i think they all add
1: i think it's beautifully shot even the opening sequence my wife actually pointed this out you know a lot of the shots have these like dull brown and gray colors and the kid that's running to see the balloon is in this red jacket and you know kind of like a pop of color and i I think it it's a beautiful looking movie the cg is great and you know what i would even bump it a little higher you know i know i said four i think it's a solid four Mm -hmm. i would creep it up even a little more because i would just tell people i think you should watch this movie i think it's a good movie right and it's like an hour 40 minutes or hour 35 minutes it's tight but it doesn't feel short or long it does so much well And uh, I I think it's worth it. Right. It
0: is a well done movie. Yes. It is the definition of what a, a movie could be enjoyable to watch. Yes. I would recommend it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big Game Sunday where you have your host Steven Robles and me Nate Baranowski, talk about our top 5 snacks in case you d- <laughs> in case you cannot grok let's call it what the grouper doing. bowl let's call it the grouper bowl ooh i like that cuz that sounds like something you'd find at like kind of a fish uh coast like we're serving the grouper bowl
1: the grouper shoal the grouper toll mole grouper uh, mole the grouper mole i like the grouper mole okay So this week, week, we are doing the top five grouper mole snacks slash foods. My honorable mentions are some kind of sausage, because
0: I always like a sausage, and potato skins. Hold up. What did you just do there? What do you mean? You honorable mentioned the sausages? Yes. Oh, okay. That's right. And you honorable mentioned potato skins. Sorry. That's correct. I thought you were combining them into one thing.
1: Now, wait a minute. Now, that might be a life hack hold up hold on hold on a second sausage
0: potato skins
1: <laughs> sausage potato hold on. i gotta go
0: okay wait wait wait, 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 wait. <laughs> everyone just think about it for a second how would we do it i'd yeah. grind up the sausage yes
1: yeah yep yeah. you ground ground sausage and just instead of bacon you know because people do potato skins a yeah, little pieces yeah, yeah. of bacon sausage you do a potato oh. skin some cheese and some chives and little pieces
0: of sausage I could do. okay how about this we flatten the sausage out we put the potato skin down we put a whole flat thing of sausage there, like it's sliced, oh, and then put the cheese goodness. on top of it. Oh. So the sausage is kind of lying in wait beneath the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: listen. It immediately becomes number one. TM, top TM,
0: TM, TM. TM, right. <laughs>
1: listen. This this is a Movies on the Side original uh big game snack. It is the sausage potato skin. Don't steal it. Don't even try it. Don't feel it. They'll be in grocery stores uh, by the time
0: this uh, show airs. It needs a name. It needs a better name. Um, oh that's true. The data skin's like the- Oh, like, wait. Nate. Like, Nate. Like, like the Nate. boat, the whole- Yes.
1: No, no, no. The pig skin. <gasps> Nate. Hold up.
2: <laughs> I, I'll
1: buy
0: the URL. Oh, my goodness, Nate. That's so perfect. Wait, wait. But but if we do the pig skin, are we taking away the potato? Or are we just making this like a sausage no, thing? That, no, it's a combination of potato skin and sausage. And, it's okay, a pig skin. Pig, pig skin. We just call it the pig skin. The, the pig the skin. The pig skin. Colon of Roblox original. <laughs> the pig... Movies on the side. Pig's, the
1: pigsk.in is available. So it's the pig skin with the i-n as the as the suffix.
0: I love it all. Okay. No longer having a top five today, we're just going to talk about our top recipes for making the pigskin, uh, a yes. traditional snack of grouper oh. mole parties
1: everywhere. That's right, Nate. If you put the little hot Italian sausage as the pigskin,
0: ooh, that's good stuff right there. I'm liking it because
1: you know the
0: bacon on there is good, but it's not.
1: Yeah, it leaves something to be desired. What you need is sausage. That's, that's
0: sausage. what you need on there. Maybe some ricotta. Can we go super? Oh
1: Italian? my! Well, now, now, now it's a high end. Now it's a high end pigskin. They call it a hog hogskin. Oh, now it's like a
0: deconstructed pigskin, and now it's mm-hmm. it's Canadian it's, bacon. It's skin. in a mousse bouche. It's it's eighteen dollars <laughs> for a, and on a very large white plate. right. maybe you have some garlic aioli that you, you you dip that in. Forget about
1: it. Oh. Show's over.
0: Aioli. <laughs> welcome to today's grouper mole party over to the right we have our deconstructed pigskin amuse bouche, oh, yes. served oh, with a garlic goodness. aioli uh with artisanal yukon golds nate
1: this is a this is serious stop everything i'm coming to your party
0: have yes. them available for me oh man i have to figure out how to do this mozzarella let me be a little ricotta
1: oh my word nate wow a little bit of the sausage i just bought the domain the pig skin <laughs> just, just want you to know just want you to know it's purchased oh man
0: all right back to our list wow that was we got to come up with our own snacks on our own time
1: that put me into this is a revelry the right there
0: all right so anyways <laughs> what are your honorable mentions then uh, i already said chips was my honorable mention oh that's right that's chips, chips chips
1: okay well number five my number five is a toasted ravioli. I only oh come to understand the existence of this in my later teenage years.
0: But the first time I had a toasted ravioli, it changed my life. Could you give me a one sentence description of toasted ravioli so we're on the same page here? It would be a toasted square with some cheese in the
1: middle that you. Yeah, I know what ravioli is,
0: but like, how is this different than just ravioli? You say toasted. I know you're not putting it in the toaster.
1: No, it's got a little bit of breading on the outside. It's like. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And you pick it up with
0: your hands, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's dry you dip outside it? outside. Do you dip just. it? Yes. You dip it in like a marinara sauce. Okay. Love it. Yes. Okay. Good. Have you ever had this?
0: Yes, I have, but uh, oh, okay. it's not common. It's not common for me. I've had it maybe once in my life.
1: Yeah, but it is. They are very good. Let me tell you. So it it's almost like a different form of a mozzarella stick. Yeah. It's kind of like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Fancy mozzarella stick. All right. Well, what's your number five? My number five used to be potato skins. <laughs> okay. It's now the pig skin. I mean, because why have a potato skin anymore? Right. What's the point? Right. right, exactly. It was killed by the new the new guy on the block, the pig skin. Nate, I'm not even kidding. We
1: have to come up with a recipe and make it, and I will create a page on moviesontheside.com with the recipe and picture, and I will forward the domain, thepigsk.in, to that page. <laughs> what?
0: Dot .in
1: That's that's the domain I just got, Nate.
0: I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> that is the weirdest thing.
0: Hold on a second. Sausage stuffed potato skins. Well, is this something that exists already? Yeah, but I mean, that's not it doesn't have our branding, it doesn't have our flair, our twist. Right, right, right. It came with peppers on it. Oh yeah, we'll we'll take this, chop it and screw it and and uh, turn it into something amazing. But I think Oh yeah. No, this one's barely any good. Okay. It does good. however have this Sour cream and chives garnish on the top that's kind of drizzled, which is kind of nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. But doesn't go with our sausage. Anyway, potato skins is my number five. I I'd never really desire potato skins in life, except when associated with some sort of sporting event party. Mm-hmm. So I love that uh, I never have them. If you look in your fr- freezer at home, everyone, right now, I'll give you some time. Mm-hmm. If you find potato skins in there, you need to look at your life again. Look at your life. Look at your choices <laughs> because I'm judging you. You shouldn't just have potato skins around. It should be in preparation for a sporting event. Mm. So if you're buying uh, like 500 potato skins at Costco, we can have words off, Mike. Wow. Harsh words, but. Judgment. Yeah, I get it. Okay, Got to draw a line somewhere. Now, it, now, if you have the pigskin, however... Ah, that's a different story. That's classy. That's a year-round snack. Yeah, absolutely. That's not for just for sports.
1: That's parties of all kinds, you dress up like an aeronaut, you go to a party, you better expect
0: some pigskins. That's oh, a gentleman absolutely. snack. Welcome to our steampunk party. I see your aeronauts, and I see you've brought in the traditional snack of 1825 Jules (laughs) Verne-inspired travel, the pigskin. Mmm, that's right. Set it over there on the giant model of the Nautilus.
1: Oh, I like it.
0: Nate, we got to stage a photo shoot. There's
1: got to be the branding for the pigskin. We dress up as aeronauts. Uh We find somebody's 1800s mansion.
0: Holding the pigskin. And we
1: just, we do it. We do it all.
0: What are the odds that someone who listens to this comes to your grouper mole party and brings the pigskin? Zero. Oh, right. Because this is getting released the day of. The That's grouper right. Mole. Exactly. Never mind. So we have, we have a year. We okay. have a year. We have to do this ourselves. Yes.
1: We have a year to plan our entire brand of the pigskin for the next grouper style bowl. style sausage potato skins. I'm
0: looking at... The- existing ones that have sausage we gotta we have a top five to do i don't know i know this is very interesting but we we have a top five to do number four steven go wait what was your number five potato skins
1: oh okay, <laughs> okay sorry sorry all right my number four is a sub of some kind some sandwichy type accoutrements uh with you know you got the turkey and all that kind of stuff uh I like I'm a sandwich guy from New York so I like a good sure. sub
0: the longer the sub is at the party the better You got that right buddy Amen <laughs> <laughs> All right what's your number 4 My number 4 mozzarella sticks Yes it's basically as you spoke the toasted ravioli it serves the exact same function
1: That's right Yes
0: I think I can Basically say that everything on my list can be eaten with just the hands. And that's key. That is key. Because a good Super Bowl party, uh, you go somewhere, you fill your plate up, maybe your plastic plate, and you bring it in front of the TV. And I don't want to have to worry about silverware. Exactly. I just want my hands to be my mechanism for ingesting this food. Correct. Finger food. Exactly right.
1: Well, my number three is chips and dip. Now, I'm talking a Ruffles-style chip Mm -hmm. with some kind of French onion or similar dip. Mm -hmm. All about it. Now, that dip could also be one of those fancy buffalo dips Mm -hmm. or like a seven-layer bean dip Mm -hmm. or something like that. Maybe I'm Mm -hmm. doing Tostitos or a corn chip instead, but I'm all about the chips and dip
0: Mm -hmm. at a party. Absolutely. What's your number three? My number three is pretty simple pizza now pizza for me on my list is similar to subs for you right right. so this is midwest subs you have your new york breads and sandwiches i have my midwest pizza right okay it is the perfect would i prefer for a party to be filled to the brim with just finger foods and things like this yes but if you're going to host a lot of people, you got to have something that's going to fill people up.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And pizza's a great, just kind of order a few pieces of pizza. You don't have to prep them much. Just right. open the boxes, let people go.
1: Right. You know, as you were saying that, a word popped into my mind, mm-hmm. and I'm going to add it next to my subs pick. Uh huh. I want to put Stromboli in my list. Now,
0: Stromboli.
1: have you ever had Stromboli, Nate? I don't believe so. Oh, Nate. Stromboli is basically a calzone and a pizza rolled together, and it is delicious. Uh, It is a very New York y type thing. Why is it not just a calzone? I'm
0: looking at it now. What makes it not a calzone?
1: Well, the thing is, you cut it in little like circles, basically. So you cut like you cut pieces off, and so you can have those little. Yeah, you see that?
0: yeah okay i I got you
1: it's a more portable and a a better amount of thing that you can put on a party tray Uh, it's very good
0: oh yes i'm looking at it now wood eat wood crush yeah they do not usually (laughs) contain tomato sauce unlike calzones that's also a difference i'm looking at the wikipedia stromboli right now
1: uh (laughs) yes uh but anyway i you know what i've not had one of these in a long time because this is this is big in new york but uh down here, not so much. I might have to find one for our grouper mole. But anyway, adding that. So what are we on, Nate? Number two. So number two for me, this is kind of a slash one. This is a, a queso slash some kind of nacho. You know, it might be full on nachos with the meat and cheese mm-hmm. and sour mm-hmm. cream and all that. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be a queso dip. But I want something extremely cheesy uh, happening. It's very interesting how you separated out your dips like that. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, because there they are two different things. Like I, I love a French onion dip. With a ruffle style chip.
0: Oh, you're kind of like separating like the cold ones from the hot melted. Ah,
1: yes, yes,
0: and uh, you know savory. And the chips okay. and
1: dip one is not so much cheese. You know, that's a French onion
0: type. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying, like a ranch dip.
1: Yes, exactly. But uh, but a queso slash a nacho that is a that's a okay. must have. So, what's yours? My
0: second one, I put wings. Mm-hmm. Now, as I've become more sophisticated. Or less sophisticated. I'm not sure which way I'm heading. I've, don't call me blasphemous here. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to get away from the bones. Um, I'm starting to move towards the boneless and the tenders. Okay. Yeah. But I would still, actually, a wing, if it's drumstick level, right. I don't prefer to be watching the grouper mole and sit there on the floor like I'm planning to do and trying to like get the secret meat out from the middle of the little wing <laughs> that has the two bones. Yeah. And I'm yeah. trying to push the little last bit of meat. I prefer the, the, the drumstick type of wing, whatever that thing's called. Yes, yes. But if I could go boneless and just have that same feeling, chicken would be my number two. Yeah. Well, my number
1: one are wings. Mm. yes i would take a boneless wing or a tender but uh, i do i just love hot wings yeah hot or maybe a flavored or even a dry rub spicy wing Mm. i'm all about it i want wings at a super bowl party do you dip your wings in ranch of course
0: okay oh some people prefer blue
1: cheese i can't get down with the blue cheese i don't know what. i can't either yeah
2: yeah, it's
0: just cheese that's gone bad (laughs) exactly well nate i'm very interested to hear your number one my number one is sort of a mega category that you've actually said already okay it is i put cheese and bean and meat dip (laughs) what i i my number one i could basically say the word dips yeah yeah because all of it the the hot cheesy meat glob it on your plate Take the tostitos and the scoops and anything like I would fill my plate up with different types of dips. If the you know, if yeah. I could take everything away, give me a bag of chips on my left and a plate that has a some hot dips. I would even yeah. do a hot or cold spinach artichoke dip. Yeah. Would also be great yeah. in there. I could do a French onion, I could do a ranch.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: it's just but i think if you were to take everything away and instead put a bowl of kind of a hot nacho meat mix in front of me and a bag of tortilla (sighs) chips oh yeah that's all i would need all day put me in front of the tv give me chips and a big thing of dip and i'd be happy as a clam well let me tell you nate there will be no
1: shortage of chips at our grouper mole party love it for sure for sure Wow, Nate, I could be wrong, but I feel like that was our best top five ever (laughs) in the history of movies on the side. It was
0: maybe longer than our discussion of the
1: movie. Might be worth it completely. Listeners, tell us your favorite grouper mole snacks and food. And also tell us, this is episode 92.
0: Nate, I don't know if you knew that. This is episode 92. This is the last year that Bing Crosby and Nat King Cole We'll wish you a Merry Christmas.
1: You really took that and turned it. I was
0: not expecting that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is we are seven episodes away from episode 100. That is Roman numeral C for those following along. Maybe I'll do that in our our episode numbering. I'll just call that episode C. No, I won't do that. That's terrible.
0: (laughs) Uh, Please send in your recipes for the pigskin. Yes, that's right. How... How your family has traditionally made this this dish. That's right. That is now ubiquitous.
1: Yes, it is uh,
0: popular worldwide.
1: Mm -hmm. All cultures, uh, except the ones that don't eat pork, are all about the pigskin. Now, listeners, what I want to know, and what Nate wants to know too, he just hasn't said so yet. We want to know what you would like to hear on our 100th episode, our centennial episode of this podcast. Whether it's a specific movie a specific top five. If you would like to hear us completely sing the 100th episode, we would love to hear, uh, which we're not going to do that, but you can still suggest it. We would love to hear it. Comment on Instagram at Movies on the Side or email us podcast at Movies on the dot com because we would love to know what you would love to hear. Thank you for coming today.
0: Oh, now, good. Stephen, fade us out while I talk about my ideas for the pigskin. Okay, very good. Yeah, let's do it. So here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We use the garlic aioli or some sort of a drizzle on top. Yes. To make the form of the laces, to really play up the football aspect. Oh my So goodness. what we'll need is something. I'm thinking the potato. The maybe we do the potato, then the cheese, and then we do the ground sausage on top. <laughs> the Sunday of all Sundays. No, it's not that. That's Easter. <laughs> This is Sports
2: Sunday. <laughs> I'm leaving that. I'm gonna start in. over. Here we go. Okay. No, good.